Hey everybody, John Carter here with New Vine Records. We're excited to invite you to our annual music festival, Off the Vine, on September 17th at the Treeman State Park in Ithaca, New York. We'll be hosting 13 bands like Leo and the Maydays, Secret Servicemen, Kite String, Meta Sequoia, Ilium Works, Rev Ezra, and we'll close the evening with the Gun Poets. We'd love you to come out and enjoy the music with sound provided by Sound on Sound. Enjoy vendors like Lucky Hair Brewing and South Hill Cider, and of course, take in the beautiful Ithacan scenery. Be sure and go to get your tickets at newvinerecords.com today. By the way, New Vine Records is a not-for-profit music company, building community through the practice of supporting, engaging with, and creating new music with local talent. If you haven't checked us out, please visit us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, and subscribe to this podcast, as well as discover new artist releases, concert announcements, and more. Another way to support New Vine Records is by visiting newvinerecords.com and simply clicking on the donate button. Every dollar donated will go to artists, their projects, and events. Thanks for listening and enjoy the podcast. All right. From his earliest days of musical self-expression, Harry Nichols has had an ear for melody. Whatever eclectic influences work their way into his art form, I'm sorry, art from metal to chamber pop, the result is always certain to thrill your brain. Welcome, Harry Nichols, to the show, everybody. Oh, thank you. Woo-hoo. Thank From you Divine, for episode me. eight. Yeah, this is fun. We're so happy to have you here. I'm already having fun. We just got started. I mean, we were having fun before they started rolling cameras. Yeah, it's it's so. been a good time, and we're gonna yeah. jump right in here. Yeah. Um, we know that you have a podcast yourself. I do, and it's called Kid Stuff, yes. right? Uh, we thought it would be really fun to play a game because mm. we we want to tap into our childlike sense of wonder and and a great way to do we that got plenty to of that games. so yeah, we have toys by the way everywhere here you can't see it yeah there's, there's but we got stuff millions of toys planted <laughs> to evoke the kid spirit in us all yeah yeah so we have this game it's called the cereal game and what we yeah. do is we go around and we name a cereal and we keep going until we can't think of any more cereals okay. and if okay. you repeat one that that you're out you're that's out. it okay mm-hmm. yeah. <clears throat> okay, okay. Who wants sure. to start? I'll start. Um, Booberry. Cheerios. Cheerios. Wait, hold on. You said Cheerios? <laughs> yeah. I think we have. Oh, but, well, but that's, wait, but that's Honey Nut Cheerios. Yeah, it's Honey Nut. So. Well, it's, it's a derivative of Cheerios. <laughs> right. This Fair. is the better Cheerios. Does every kind of Cheerio count as its own cereal? Um, I guess. It's kind of like genres in music. Right. A little bit. Uh, except, you know, the one thing about these is the characters always freak me the fuck out. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. At, that just, he looks too happy. Right. It's, it's fucking know? cereal. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, what are you so damn excited about? Uh, that's my well, well, Plus, you can't read the box with this shit. They, they want Remember them, the boxes? They want they kids to, to enjoy the cereal. You yeah, know? They're true. like, I got to get in on what this bee is having. <laughs> uh, that, All right. That's, 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 what are we? So, <laughs> so Sam lost, it's basically. Good stuff. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm still in. I'm definitely still in. Uh, Frosted Flakes, okay. right? We got Frosted Flakes, mm. which I think we... Oh, <laughs> yeah, we got fro- Frosted Flakes. This is a setup, is. man. This is yeah. a setup. Yeah, Tony the freaking tiger. There he is. Yeah. Standard. What was his uh, little tag there? They're great. That was it. Yeah. Right. All right. They figured that one out at the board meeting. They sure did. For Frosted Flakes. <laughs> it's a really lazy 
tagline if you think about I, it. I right? think they were all they're high great. when they created these characters. <laughs> That's my guess. We were talking about that before. I mean, look at them. I mean, but it was great. Scary. It was a great decision because they've sold so many of them. I wonder if it around. was because it was their greater. There were only three channels back then on Saturday morning. Yeah, I, I mean, you know. that's fair. Yeah. What else? What else? It's on you, Harry. Oh, it's right? my turn. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, Reese's Puff Cereal. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really eclectic. You are eclectic. <laughs> yeah, I'm all about it. Getting them ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say Lucky Charms. Oh, dude. You're there dead. it is. Yeah, there he is. has the same kind of teeth as the bee. They're... Okay. It basically looks like dentures. Mm. Okay. Let me let me get a look at that. Yeah. 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 Now, Lucky yeah, Charms, funny. my mom never let me have. Oh, yeah. Because it's basically candy. Sure. And I just want to remind everyone, we are going to talk about music on this podcast. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> we're getting there. What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. Uh, did you know that they sell uh, Lucky Charms cereal that's now just the marshmallows? Um, like straight up marshmallows. I mean, only. in this day and age, I'll believe anything you tell me. Yeah. Because I think it's pretty much... Pretty much uh, decadent at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, straight up candy. Let's do two more rounds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Two more rounds. Okay. So it's, I guess I have to say one. Um, mm-hmm. Cookie Crisp. We don't have that one. Mm, that's a good one though. That's okay. good though. What's what's one that we do have? Count Chocula. Oh, do we have Count Chocula? Yeah. <laughs> <a good one. laughs> we don't have him, but we do have Fruit Loops. <laughs> mm. This is the one my mom did let us have because apparently there is some kind of wheat or bran <laughs> involved somewhere. Okay. Theoretically, maybe it, corn. And he has no teeth. Well, he's a bird. He has a beak. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. All right. Right. And there you go. Who's whose turn is? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say uh, uh, Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch, that was good, mm-hmm. except it ripped your mouth apart. It was like eating razor blades. That's part well, of fun, though. Yeah. I mean, it was advertised. There yeah. Would, there would be crunch, you know? My mom made it soak in milk for a minute before she gave it to us. <laughs> there you go. She was a good mom. There was one. Uh, well, they, <laughs> Serious. Well, they had, they had the... Um, You'll get canker sores. Yeah, you, you would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was the um, Captain Crunch, and they had the one with the crunch berries in it? Yeah. Oh, right? Crunch berries. It was a derivative it. of Captain Crunch. Yeah. Yeah, it was okay. crunch berry. Crunch berry. That's good. I, I, okay, so what was on the one? On, no, no, no. I mean, the best ones though were uh, honey gram. What were the honey gram ones? Oh, oh you golden, mean golden grams. grams. Golden yeah, grams, yeah, yeah. and then kicks. Okay, the golden gram yeah. thing was like yeah. mom approved. Some for that was some kicks. Reason? Kid tested mom yeah. approved. Oh, that's God. it. Yeah. That's kicks it. Was awful. I got you, man. I absorbed all that cereal. I hated kicks. <laughs> and, and kicks had a massive box that was like bulk for Mormons. You know, you bought it like. <laughs> You, you know, they stocked up on those for 20 years in your basement. You sure. survived the apocalypse sure. with kicks. I'm yeah. sure it had no tri- nutritional value. <laughs> so this yeah. was really fun. Yeah. This was like just okay. like a lightning round of cereal things. Yeah. Get so the happy. energy flowing, get things moving. Um, yeah. Harry, you inspired us, man, to do, oh. to do this because of your podcast, Kid Stuff, which now we want to get into that. We want to ask you. Why did you start this podcast, Kid Stuff? And we're going to branch into the music side of this. Mm, totally. This is a, a music lifestyle podcast. But tell us why Kid Stuff. Kid Stuff is a podcast I started uh, basically as a delivery vehicle for my my EP that was coming out of the uh-huh. same name. Um, so you don't give a shit about podcasts at all? No, I do, actually. Oh, so okay, so yeah. it's kind of like an 80s teen you know, rom-com, you know, I started gotcha. with it trying to get what I wanted out of it. And then I kind of fell in love with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then we have like an awkward breakup and then we have to come back and oh, yeah. um, hold the box <clears> over your head. Exactly. Yeah. That kind of thing. So, very, very so it started, of you. exactly. It started as that it started as a delivery vehicle for my music, but then, um, I was just having fun with the conversations and, mm-hmm. uh, it was a great excuse to interview friends, to interview, um, people that, 
I am not necessarily friends with, but whose work I admire. And nice. um, it seems like a premise that people continue to be interested in talking to me about. So I, uh, I just, I'm still doing it. I'm still. Well, I was on one of your shows and I had a you blast. Were. It was so much fun. Uh, and unlocked all sorts of childhood memories and uh, past traumas. Yeah, past traumas. Lots of trauma. <laughs> Plus, we did like a cra- crazy Harry Potter lit crit. We did, yeah. yeah halfway through the show. Well, that's my fun. favorite thing yeah. about the show, really, which is like getting into the like weird nerd stuff of yeah. of kid of being a kid. You know, yeah. um, I've gotten to go down rabbit holes of video games. Yeah, you know, Star Wars. Well, Harry musicians Potter. are definitely not one dimensional creatures, and uh, the nerddom. Mm-hmm. abounds so definitely yeah, yeah. yeah. I appreciated that <laughs> excellent excellent so following up on that the kid stuff you mentioned that it was a vehicle to push your ep which was also right. called kid stuff right and now we are in the music side okay. so let's get ah. into the music so yeah uh always wow. always always thinking so mm-hmm. let's talk about kid stuff tell us about the ep and mm-hmm. what was the reason for putting that together uh, Kid Stuff is an EP, all of songs that I wrote about my life uh, dealing with and empathizing with middle school kids. I'm a middle school teacher. That's okay. kind of how I make my money um, that I then go and, you know, blow on music, making music. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so, I, you know, I, I've been doing that for 10 years and I have had 10 years worth of bizarre, strange, beautiful, transformative experiences uh, painful experiences sometimes. And, uh, I, you know, I've distilled them from time to time into song. And so it was a collection of those things. It was also kind of an excuse for me to revisit the, the sounds of my youth a little bit. Um, it's very much like a, a love letter to, uh, like the power pop bands that I grew up loving and still love to this day. Cool. Yeah. There is a direct, um, connection between nostalgia Mm -hmm. and the music we love, I think. Yeah, absolutely. It, it forms, it's so formative. It changes us for the rest of our lives. Uh, what we produce, I think, comes out of that. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Oh, I, I remember, I mean, God, I, I remember the first time I ever heard All the Small Things by Blink-182. Yeah. I was in, <laughs> yeah. I was 12 years old yeah. and I was in a, a middle school dance. The hormones were just like, you know, like it was like an IV drip into my brain, right. you know, just yeah. raging. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it just came over the speakers. I think that they were playing mostly kind of dance stuff and, and a, a number of other kids persuaded the DJ to play that song <laughs> instead. And they just went absolutely nuts. And I just mm-hmm. remember being so impressed by like, not only the sounds of the music, but the sounds of like the screams of glee from the other kids in the room. Mm -hmm. And it was just such a, like a, like an instantaneous eye opening moment for me. Mm -hmm. And, and it was, it really opened the door for me to a lot of other music as well. Cause once I started listening to that, I sought it out. Then I sought out bands like it. And then things just kind of branched out from there. So it was a massive, massive point of reference for me as a musician. That's awesome. Well, later in the show, we're going to highlight one of those songs off that. It's uh, Molly and the Conqueror. Yeah, The Conqueror sure. parts. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into that. But, um, <clears throat> you know, it's funny that you draw in the, the live experiences in music. So sure. the dances, mm-hmm. you know, the, our senses are so, you know, attuned at that time. I feel like we're all a little numb when we get older. Mm. And we kind of reference back to those times. Yeah. And the music's a big part of that. They say a lot of this stuff is like the soundtrack to our lives. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Um, music has a, a, a profound power, kind of like the sense of smell to transport you back into it, like a different state yeah. of being, really. 
Yeah, uh, I have that with certain foods. Mm -hmm. uh, you definitely have an emotion attached to a smell, mm -hmm. very much so with music as well. Definitely. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. what's kind of neat about the Ithaca music scene is, um, and actually we can explore this right now together. Yeah. It's something I've been, I've been here about two years now. The first year I was here, things were pretty much shut down. Mm -hmm. um, I moved here in August 2020, and um, but seeing things open up now and getting a feel for the scene, and it seems like there's such a diverse range of genres in this area mm -hmm. and i wonder how much of that is the there seems to be a lot of nostalgia factor mm -hmm. in in terms of like the musicians that are creating the music so you get a lot of people i think moving up here that are maybe in their 30s or late 30s 40s um and above even uh i don't i don't know much about the younger scene hmm. like the young are there a lot of young kids doing ithaca bands right now like rock stuff or like mm. i don't even know I, most of the music i know maybe you're gonna pull the curmudgeon out of me on this one no uh, well let's do <laughs> it That's kids. Why we're here. But, <laughs> no it's a it's something interesting to, to, yeah. to think about it's like the the ithaca scene it's like even the grassroots lineup mm -hmm. it's mostly uh as far as i can tell bands that have been around for a while mm -hmm. that are older right mm -hmm. um that are not in high school right. or college. Right. So what do we help me make sense of this? Yeah. please? Well, I, I, I want to <laughs> say your thing. I have a thing. Yeah, all right. right. Good. You want to go first? I don't care. Either okay. Yeah. Um, go for it. Okay. okay. I'll yeah. go for it. John's um, deferring. I would yeah. say that I, I'm not sure that that is necessarily, I agree with you that um, overwhelmingly the bands that we see playing out are mostly, at, you know, definitely out of, out of their school ages. Um, mm -hmm. But I think, and especially you see that like at the festivals as well, right? Yep. Um, grassroots and things like that. I fully agree with that. But I don't necessarily think that that's uh, a function of there being a lack of drive or a lack of desire in the youth. I mm -hmm. think that it's more of a function of there being a lack of outlet for youth to do that. Um, mm -hmm. I think that there, you know, we've, we as a, as a town, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I think that the venue scene is kind of sad. Yeah, um, it is sad. We, we've been talking about there's this. There's nothing to do out there. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, so we've got a couple of bars. Teenagers can't play bars, really. Mm -hmm. um, Emma Underwood talks about this all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Teenagers can't play bars. Um, and we have a, a couple of venues that can support a, a, a 21 and over, mm. or, 21, or under 21 crowd, excuse me. But... Um, you know, it's those just I think just the lack of of opportunity and outreach right. is something that's really heavily affecting that. Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe kids don't necessarily want to even play out in the mm -hmm. same way that maybe we did growing up uh, with technology kind of taking over and TikTok and all that. And it's mm -hmm. very much just like do it to a track or do it in your bedroom. Mm -hmm. um, I think if kids really wanted to play out, they would set up. A s outside somewhere and just fucking play and invite their friends. We did, <laughs> right? But right. I, yeah. I don't know if that's around as much. Well, I, you said it. You know, I think it's an input problem. Um, it's uh, the way the input uh, input problem okay. input problem. Um, the way I discovered music was through samplers. Hmm. Um, it was uh, you know hearing about it from my friends or if we were at a band practice, did you hear this latest song on the radio? So radio samplers, those kinds of things kind of pulled us into whatever music was available at the time. And uh, I, I feel like those influences have been kind of redefined by how social media has presented them to us, which is very short spurts mm. of things. And I, I consider this a cultural crisis. 
to mm. me because the full spectrum of a song is not the same thing when you hear it on TikTok for like 10 seconds. Sure. It might lead people there. Uh, but I'm hoping that kids can actually enjoy a full song again because that's what I enjoy. Good luck. Yeah, I know. It's a little... And yeah. I don't, you know, I think it's a great experience. I, I do like the new technology. I've been kind of a little negative about it on the past few shows, but um, I don't know. I think they're missing out. Hmm. So yeah, I'm going to push back a little bit. Okay, I, please I, do. I please think do. that uh, it just I've I've had a lot of experience, um, you know, in With my kids. in my career, you know, yeah, and and I've found that a a lot of kids are listening to full songs. Okay. I don't think it's necessarily an attention problem how are they or getting something there? like that. Um, you know, they're streaming it. They're, mm-hmm. How are they finding the new music? Yeah, how are, mean, they or how find, are they That's what I mean. How are they finding new music? That's a good question. And is it um, new music? It's uh, so... It's, it's a it's a it's a toss it's a mix mm-hmm. right it's so i'm i'm definitely getting a fair share of kids who are listening to older stuff but then i'm also getting introduced to a lot of artists by mm-hmm. the students that i teach as well and again these are these are kids who are listening to full chat not just like the 30 seconds you can match well, to a video on tiktok there right? was a show that featured a kate bush song right or and it like became yeah. huge again stranger things stranger was things. that yeah. it yeah so so that is i think a good uh good proof sure. that it's the it's the uh video content it's sure. the tv like you placements placements like euphoria if y'all heard of euphoria mm, i've heard of it i haven't seen it crazy series mm. um really gave me anxiety and yet i continued to watch it <laughs> like breaking that yeah <laughs> right. and but this 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 show for me the redeeming quality of this show was the music was incredible mm-hmm. whoever picked that soundtrack did a great job mm-hmm. and so those who, who all the teenagers which really teenagers i don't think should be watching that but those that were <laughs> well there you go they, oh, they, are, though. <laughs> they heard they heard the music and Not i would venture to say that like they have those songs now in their rotation yeah, because sure. they associate it with that show well so, fish though that's sure. a long form it's a long episodic form. I, right media piece that's but it's highlighting right mm-hmm. that's highlighting music i do agree um there's a number of those out there on netflix and whatnot that mm-hmm. are highlighting those uh and again it's old music mm. kate yeah. bush is an old that that song has been around for a long time yeah. uh it's kind of funny i just saw something pop up on twitter uh, i forgot what the name of the group is but they did a michael jackson uh cover sure uh do you know what song i'm talking about uh no anyways it's it's just regaining steam again sure i would argue that music is just better music Mm. sometimes i'm Mm. not sure this new i don't know maybe i'm wrong you can correct me and i hope you do is are these kids listening to new music uh Mm. that would have that timeless quality that's it i mean oh sorry you no no i'm I'm trying to understand because can timeless though can new music be can be timeless if it's new um like you can, it can have that maybe have that quality but the you, problem i have is a lot of the while, music right? that is timeless that we're listening to and pulling out yeah. um it's like 40 years old yeah it's it's 40 years old yeah. and it's good stuff and the, the way that music was made was in a time frame that's really hard to replicate hmm. well i think that um uh, i because i actually i remember having a conversation uh, like this with a, a college friend of mine, mm-hmm. and he was talking about um, how when he in the future has kids, he plans to introduce the music he's gonna pass on to them right. is the music that his parents passed on to him, right. not necessarily the stuff that was hot when when he was going through college, you know, coming up through those days. Sure. And I do think that there was kind of like, in terms of like 
if we're talking about just like radio mainstream pop music, there was kind of a dip in um, nuance uh, in at about the time we were coming through college. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, like, you know, I, I, I can I remember agreeing with him at the time that that was the case, but I'm not so sure. Like, I, you know, I, I, I just introduced uh, my kids to uh, Taylor Swift and uh, my five-year-old absolutely loves the album 1989, which mm-hmm. is not a crazy old album. That's 2014. And, um, and they love it. And I, I don't know. I think that music is kind of timeless. I think what mm-hmm. what makes music timeless is good songs, good songs, good, and good and arrangements, good, good songs plus nostalgia, and 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 there you go. There, there you is go. timeless, right? There you go. So I don't know. I, I'm not. So I'm not. I don't quite have the pessimistic view. I think that you do. I don't about, know if I'm pessimistic. I think I'm learning, mm-hmm. and I want to. <laughs> yeah. um, I want to believe that kids today can like new music, and that that new music is good music. Mm. Because I do think there are a lot of conditions and pressures in mm-hmm. the way that music is made today yeah. that make it kind of difficult to produce what we grew up listening to. Sure. That's well, what I'm saying. Well, I also think that we, mm-hmm. we're speaking from a very narrow spectrum here, mm-hmm. right? Uh, from our, our frames of, our, our, yeah, our we're, cultural we're frames of We're seeing it through the lenses right? that we have. Right. You know, everyone has a different lens. Right. Which is like mm-hmm. mostly, I imagine we all kind of grew up listening to rock music, we all, mm-hmm. you know, pop music and that kind of stuff, right? But like Britney there have Spears, been, so. yeah, hell yeah, let's go. There have been a <laughs> lot of developments, I, I think, just in the last couple of years some people who have put out like truly timeless music like and it's all sort of like in hip-hop like uh kendrick lamar's to pimp a butterfly that mm-hmm. is like a revolutionary fucking hip-hop album mm-hmm. that like really goddamn changed things mm-hmm. um you know uh similar vein uh, a lot of stuff put out by like childish gambino right or if you think yeah. about like oh, yeah, this sure. is america as a as a as a major piece of art that i think is right. going to like be studied by people in yep. decades to that's come, the kind of stuff you know? i'm talking about yeah. yeah like i i think that that stuff is being made yeah. it's maybe not necessarily what is being served to everybody all of the time but it's mm-hmm. a good point um i don't know that's yeah. good man we're that's so it, it's it's very interesting and it's kind of like the ethica music scene actually mm-hmm. because right. depending on what circle you're in or like where you spend most of your time you're gonna see the music scene as being a certain way but as I've said in previous things, those groups like don't really talk to each other a lot. So which groups now? I'm sorry. No, I, I'm in general. I'm I'm saying like the Ithaca scene. It's huge. Yeah, a lot, actually a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be when I moved mm-hmm. here. Um, and I've noticed that, and that's kind of why we did, we're doing this podcast is because we want there to be a forum for all of these different genres to be represented and for all these artists to be have a f- place to speak their mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so many different genres out there um and they're kind of i feel like they're isolated from each other Mm -hmm. Uh, just just Mm -hmm. upon me being here for the two years that i've been so all of a sudden i find like two weeks later i see oh there's this whole other portion of the music scene that is here and then there's another part here and then here and Mm -hmm. here but this group is only getting booked at these venues it is interesting only getting booked at these venues Mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah it's interesting when we talk to different people that they're all on the same journey in a sense, and you don't see them crossing paths as much as you'd like them to. Mm. I know what you mean. Um, yeah, just the it, gap. There. It just seems like mm-hmm. there's there's certain there's a bit. I mean, just the reality is like mm. there's ex, there's exclusivity involved in music, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. like, and that's just how it is. It's kind of the it's kind of the elephant in the room. I mm. feel that people don't artists don't want to talk about, but yeah, there is there's the exclusivity. It's a scary word. 
I think it, it creates value as well. I think artists mm-hmm. want their stuff to be original and important. Sure. Yeah. And so that and no one wants to have their yeah. festival slot taken. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were talking about how uh, on a show. What what show was that? I, I forget. forget we were talking about, show. but you know. Uh, there's a lot of peace and love in music until uh, the, the, the the gang music war happens. Yeah, but <laughs> until someone comes slot. for your festival. Slot. We thought it'd be a great little short feature film. Anyway. Gun poets, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come out and play. <laughs> exactly. So we have your first song. Oh wow, um, dear George. Oh my. Yeah, let's get to it. Uh, yeah, we'd like to play a little bit of that. So sure. get some thoughts on that. Yeah, let's hear the first uh, minute, and then uh, we'll get. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Cool. Yeah, and here we go. Anywhere you stream music, yeah. Uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Bandcamp. I like Bandcamp. So I like, I like it too. Man, it's nine and a half minutes. It is. And yeah. but I'll tell you, it's I was telling John earlier, it's probably the best nine and a half minute song I've heard in like the past twenty years. <laughs> wow. It's really good. It, Thanks, it, man. It and you know, we talked about like having your music that's be, not um, the fruit loops talking either man yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> this guy he's all hopped he's, up on lucky oh, charms. Right. he's just it's too much damn sugar in the no, studio <laughs> there, there's a lot of sugar here um no it's it's really something uh talk we talked about just having your song like placed somewhere like associated with a, a tv show or a movie but so like the whole star wars thing mm-hmm. and so that's that's actually a really great way to tie in art and your song with just having it with star wars mm-hmm. it like it just takes on a whole different form. It's a little more meaningful. Mm. Um, tell us, tell us how you came up with this song and mm. what you're saying in it. Like, give us the rundown. It is. It's just a. It's it's just a hundred percent fan rage. Is <laughs> where it came from. Yeah. Uh, I'm much better now as a Star Wars fan. I've recovered. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. No, but uh, so it, you spent yeah. some time in the back to tank. Yeah, I did. Yes, yeah, I right. had to. Good for you. I, I had to. It is good for you. It's yeah. the best thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, people at home who don't know what a back to tank is, it's, it's right. a form of recovery that is used in the Star Wars universe where it's quite get pleasant. Merged in a vat of water, mm-hmm. and then they who and knows it, what the fuck's going on. Just I don't know. That, it I, doesn't make any sense it just to me. Works. I, I don't get it. it. Just does. Yeah, yeah. It keeps people alive. Anyway, <laughs> um, so wh- the question was, where did this song come from? And uh, I wanted to describe what the experience was because I so I have I kind of take fan the idea of fandom really really sometimes way too seriously. Oh, you did because um, you made fun of one of my posts one time. I, oh, what did you say? <laughs> uh, I had a I had. A, 
I had an ad at on my uh, my profile pic. Did and you it call had a like Star an Trek? Like for some reason there was a Star Trek uh, and like thing on the bottom of it. Oh. And I missed it completely, <laughs> and I put it up, and you literally piped up immediately, and you said, "Nice Star Trek ad at." <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that was actually met sincerely. I think oh. I was trying to be like, well, I appreciate cool. that. Like, That's yeah, good this, to this know. Been Love I like, here. I like the blender here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I take, I take fandom really seriously mm-hmm. sometimes. And, uh, you know, because being, being a fan of something, depending mm-hmm. on when you're a fan of it really does help to compose who you are. It's, it's, it's a part of your very being. And so, mm-hmm. um, for a long time, I really st- I considered it a, a really tremendous crime for George Lucas to have taken Star Wars, his classic three films. You're one of those. And re- revise them. Yeah. You know what I mean? I thought oh, yeah. that that was horrendous. He went back and messed with it. Well, now he's been, and he's You're been doing You're talking about this. episodes one, two, and three, right? No, I'm talking about episodes four, five, and six, which were, which have were, been subsequently re-released for their entire history. In fact. But with little changes every time. They, oh, and so. They okay. don't even have the original plates for that stuff. They don't have the original film for some of that stuff. So they say. Mm. I mean, I don't know. Mm. You that's, know that's a conjecture. I anyway. have to keep hope alive. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so, so yeah. So, there, so I think that there's a real betrayal in that. You know, yeah. you, you kind of, you, you, you create your identity to a, part, to a partial extent uh, around this piece of art mm. only to have it kind of manipulated in a way that you can never get the old one back mm-hmm. right and so that's that was like a real crime for me at, mm-hmm. at that age and um and so it's it's about that it's about that experience and speaking it was also, to george speaking to george talking about that oh. uh did you feel better after you finished the song i think i had to write the song in order to move on as a fan you, really you resolved something there yeah you know there's a whole group of people out there that are pie- piecing together as much as they possibly can, the original Star Wars yeah. series oh. from I, VHS, uh, VHS tapes and mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff. Right? I have, I have, you have that three um, yeah. MOV files okay. of the of that of the quote unquote theatrical release, and I've watched them, and they look right to me, mm-hmm. um, but they don't look great on a big screen. And so, what we need is a high definition mm-hmm. remaster. Oh but, my gosh. So, um, if I may steer us away from the Star Wars, <laughs> we I keep mean, look, going back. No, I'm Star sorry. Wars this is, is amazing. only about Star Wars. No, it's really <laughs> okay. So, how does music make that happen for you? Make what happen for that me? song? Why music? Why was the medium music? Just because music is what I do. Music mm-hmm. is the way that I express my feelings to the world on the deepest level, and to George, and to George, right? <laughs> yeah. So, taking that a step further, because. Um, we want to get back into like just sort of how we see the scene here. And, and this podcast, a running theme is like, how do we uphold our value as musicians? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we see too many musicians taking gigs for like basically no money. Mm. Um, so uh, we want to ask you, like, how do you advocate for yourself as an artist? And then we're going to do a little role play. Mm. Whoa! How do I advocate for myself as an artist? Can you give me some context? Sure, like, sure. In what way? Yeah. So the role play that we're gonna do. Yeah. This is a new, <laughs> new thing. Here. Oh, let's go. The role play mm. that there's no we, leather involved. Don't worry. Right. None of that. Um, <laughs> yeah. The role play that we're gonna do is, uh, if you so choose to accept, yeah. we would like you to be yourself as an artist. You're going to call up 
a venue, mm-hmm. the booking agent for the venue is going to pick up, which usually that may not even happen. Usually it's just the owner yeah, of the venue. We're pretending. It's a little fantasy. But we're pretending that you mm-hmm. get in touch with the booking agent that books sure. for that venue. Mostly an email these days. Right? I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stop you right there, man. It's mostly <laughs> emails now. Yeah. This is fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> but the role play will. Yeah. yeah okay. No, it's fine. No, we'll, we'll do it. Point. We'll play it. It's a role play. Yeah. That's why let's, it's <laughs> let's do it. Let's say you still connect person to person. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure that still happens. Sure. On some level, um, maybe at the higher levels, um, and and you're gonna you're gonna try to book yourself. Okay. For this venue, mm-hmm. are you are you up for the challenge? Let's go. Because I know John is sometimes a real ball buster. So. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I'm the pessimistic one. Yeah. And, and this is no yeah, question. But it's a good way to sort of demonstrate mm-hmm. like how you could advocate for yourself as an artist. I have no idea how this is going to go. Uh, let's try it. It might suck. It might be great. <laughs> yeah. You're going to find out. I was about to say, yeah, here we yeah. go. I, yeah. Okay. All right. You take, take, right. take it away. Jack's Crap Shop. Hi, this is uh, Harry Nichols. I'm trying to reach the booking agent for Jack's Crap Shop. Uh, yeah. Um, are you looking to book a show? Uh, I am. Is this a good time? Uh... Yeah, yeah, I can help you out. Um, so what, what are you looking to do? What are you looking to do? So I am uh, currently setting up a, a series of shows sort of in your region. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I do is I perform a, mm-hmm. a sort of a crowd-pleasing combination of power pop and cool. do you, uh, sort of Do folk. people come to your shows, man? Uh, they definitely have, yeah. They, how many? You got an average like? Because uh, we're trying to sell crabs here. Sh- and beer. Absolutely. Yeah, we need to sell beer. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, okay. I, I'm fully with you on that. Okay. Uh, and I, I definitely want to sell your your crabs and your beer. Okay. Uh, so uh, so w- w- I guess it kind of depends on the night. What kind of night are we looking at? Um, most likely it's going to be uh, Sunday nights. Mm. Um, that's it. We're open one day a week. Mm. Um, also, do you have a sound system that you bring? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, you I, I can supply my own oh, sound. Yeah. You do? Okay. I do. Yeah, we we generally don't like do guarantees, but we got a couple PBRs in the freezer for you, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, a slot between uh, eleven and new- midnight, <laughs> and <laughs> you know, it's great exposure. It's great exposure. I've been told that like people have been found in our in our crab shop. So, <laughs> you know, what I'm talking about. What are you laughing about, man? No, no, I'm yeah, not laughing. No, are I you got, a serious I musician? Have, I have something in my uh, throat here. Oh, Excuse me. okay. <clears throat> All right, that's fine. So, do you want the gig or not? Uh, you know, so, so listen, I, I wonder if we could talk about, uh, so it sounds to me like there's, there's a couple of PBRs in it for me. Uh-huh. Um, yep. it's not a great, I'm, I'll be honest with you. It's not a great day though. If you're trying to draw people in, um, oh man, I, yeah. we're making so much money right now. You have yeah. no idea. Well, the problem is, is that the crabs come in on Saturday night. Uh huh. We don't want them to spoil. Sure. So, yeah. No, I fully get that. Well, people always drink beer. When's anyway, your... hey, do you have lights? Because it's like the stage we're going to put you on the back. It's a little dingy. Yeah. And we're hoping maybe you had some lighting. Is that? I uh, yeah. I have a cell phone light. Oh. Um, and, uh, you know. Oh, you're one of those uh, high tech guys? Sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I do. <laughs> I'm going to jump in here. <laughs> it's going all over. No, that, that was great. Thank, thank you. Thank you both for participating. Joe's oh, Crab yeah. Shap. And Harry for in jumping Maine. in like that. I, I thought it was Crap Shap. No, it's I thought you were shap. speaking something. It was like some kind of no, dive. It's somewhere know? in Maine. So the, it is somewhere in Maine. The <laughs> reason for doing that is we wanted to illustrate, first of all, like. We, Just John's incredible acting prowess. John, first of yeah. All. God damn. Kudos. Give to that John. man an Oscar. Thank you. Um, you know, and you and 
Actually, I like what you did there. Yeah. Give when me you, a PBR and I'll you, be fine. When you, um, you said, I definitely want to help you sell beer and crabs. Mm-hmm. Then you're like, you know, you're, you're listening to him. That's what the agent really wanted was to sell beer and crabs. Right, and sure, you're like, yeah. I can help you do that. So yeah. that's great. But, but we're, get, we're kind of getting at this whole, he wanted you to bring lights. Right. He wanted oh, you yeah. to bring your sound. It was a raw fucking deal. That's a deal. raw deal. <laughs> and we didn't Literally. even, we didn't Just even the like seafood raw. Seafood, seafood yeah. raw. And we this didn't is... even talk about money. No. Yeah, that no, never oh, came up. No, there was zero money. That was my understanding. Is yeah, that he was, was only PBRs. offering me a couple of whatever <laughs> beers were left in the fridge. It, it, it's I'll, insulting. It happens. It is. It, it does. But happen. this stuff happens, and and it's you know John and I have talked about this. It's mm-hmm. it's quite frankly, it's it's so insulting to be like, oh yeah, we've got drink tickets for you. Yeah. <laughs> if you're if you're a serious musician, right. um, fuck that. Yes. Yeah. Like uh, at that point, I'm hanging up. I'm, I'm either saying, I'm sorry, this is not going to work out. Mm-hmm. I'll try somewhere else. But mm-hmm. man, like that, mm-hmm. these, it, it's, it's kind of, I hope that, I hope that venue owners I are listening to, to this. Right. Yeah. And bar owners are listening to this so they can mm-hmm. like see, like, yeah, like that's a raw deal. But we mm-hmm. were going to mention him on Facebook as well. So. <laughs> oh, damn. I yeah. mean, that was the seal. That would be deal. But yeah. the, the idea is also Exposure's to great. get to the place where you're not having to play those kinds of gigs, right? Oh, that's absolutely. obviously the, absolutely. the goal. But, we, we we talked about getting a union together or it's trying to do something I, whoa, like that here. Oh, man. All right. I think that it's an idea that's time has come. I mean, I, yeah. I feel that musicians need unions again. This is what happens down in Austin. There's mm-hmm. a there's a, mm-hmm. a musician. Oh, okay. Yeah, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know there was one in New York years ago. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's one of those things where um, I, we have no representation and we have no standards. And right. there's all sorts of entertainment industry around us that do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and food service. Yeah. I mean, we kind of integrate with food service quite a bit in what we do. Uh, there's a, there's a, you know, burgeoning, uh, or flowering, uh, brewery yeah. industry out there. Yeah, for sure. And we're finding connection with people out there. Yep. Um, I can't see why, and they don't like, they don't like ASCAP and BMI coming in and making them pay money. Right. But I, I feel like it's kind of a need to have a voice. Uh, for artists again, yeah. I mean, I the blue collar artist that, that would be wanting super to work. cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, Harry, how would how would you run your ideal music venue? Well, let, tell us. About oh, it. geez, my music venue. Yeah, like yeah. you have your own music venue. How do you want to run it? Oof. Now, I know it's a very involved question, but maybe give us some highlights. Like, how mm. much are you going to guarantee each band as the minimum? God, guys, are you going to have a merch like? spot specifically set up every time so bands don't have Will to rush around yeah. where do i set up merch where hell do I, yeah fucking can i vent for a second no, that, go sh- ahead, that yeah. bugs the you hell preach. out of me well, we get to we get to a show and we never know where to set up merch and the, and the people running the event don't even know right. where we're gonna set up merch so, true. so we're going around sometimes and they we're don't like, even know you're supposed to be there yeah they don't like but but <laughs> we got merch we're like hey where do we do merch? oh you could put it there and then some other person says oh no you got to put it over there right yeah. and it's Oh man. Sam, I've never seen it's, you this animated. Yeah. It's just cause you know, you do it enough and you're just like, come on. Like, like we're providing mm-hmm. something that is so great that people mm. love. They come to these festivals to see the music. Mm. So make sure you got that shit under wraps. Yeah. That's, that's all I'm trying to say here. Venting over. I fully hear that. That's a good vent, man. I think part of that problem though, that that specific problem that you're talking about is about, um, the fact that I think musicians, venues are closing, man. And mm, musicians yeah. are pushing into mm-hmm. places that are not actually venues, right? Yeah, okay. They're breweries. Breweries. They're, they're bars that maybe have done some renovations to have mm-hmm. a stage, but That's fair. you could never do that many renovations. And they're more family oriented, I think. For sure. Isn't that yeah. interesting? Yes. Mm-hmm. 
What, the bars? Uh, a lot of these places. It's funny. I'm, I'm dating someone who she's like, oh, you play in bars? And I'm like, well, actually, it's not quite as bad anymore. Because <laughs> when I grew up, my dad was a disc jockey and he played in bars. I mean, it was right. like scary, the stuff right, that he right. would bring us to. But today, it's, it's kind of like these places are kind of looking nicer. Yeah. And they're lit better. It's not about going. Yep. And, and kids are showing up. Yes. I Look, man. I, you know? I'm not one to like, you know, I love a good storied venue. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Right? That's got some history I and like character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. You could tell there are fucking ghosts there from the people who have been there before. <laughs> right. That's right. right. That's scary like, stuff. I love it. I know. <laughs> I love smell it. Smell the ghosts. Every, you can again. smell the ghosts yeah. peeing and the, on like the walls. That. Right? Yeah. Like, Ran- I love Ransom that. Has Bad things have happened in here. But uh, but yeah, I agree. I mm. you know I I like playing earlier, yeah. and I like um, people being there, <laughs> yeah, right. and yeah. kids and and shit like that. And yeah. you, know, so I'm willing to compromise a little bit because um, and and that also suits where I am in life as yeah. well. So mm. oh, I'm sorry, but the que- or the earlier question was how would you run right? Of how course. would you run your ideal music venue? So give us give us a rundown. I would definitely you know it, and sky's the limit. I'm making all the money I need to. Oh cool, yeah, you're you're set. You've got oh, whatever shit, you want. Yeah. I, you know, I would say if you're playing there, you're making at least a hundred bucks per person. Okay, right? That's like a pretty nu- around here. I'm talking about right. It's like an area. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. which is a pretty solid mm-hmm. pull for a lo- you know a local gig. Um, I don't know, man. Free drinks for the bands. A de- like a real damn green room. You know what I mean? Green room green for room sure. For okay. for people to like hang out in and and just be chill and. Yep. Um, I would say. Uh, I'd make sure that we are running things in such a way though also that it is kind of comfortable for the the person coming to the venue, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I've been in a lot of venues that are just like real, real intense. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I'd, I'd um, I don't know, I, I would do things like like Make sure people have like earplugs and shit. There you go. You know what I mean? Like and not charge oh, now for you're, them. Now you're talking. Right. Not, not charge, charge for, for the them. Earplugs. Make people feel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Make people feel comfortable. Like you know, I would have. I would try to have like not only drinks on hand. I would also try to have like as much like substantial food as humanly possible. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. While still maintaining like a sort of like focus on the stage. Yeah. As like what we're here to do. Right. You know. Right. Um. So you're running a music club. Yeah, basically. That's mm-hmm. kind of what I guess mm-hmm. that's what I'm imagining. What do you, know, you guys imagine? That culture is alive in New York City. Well, the jazz sure. the jazz clubs had mm-hmm. a really great model. I felt they did. Right. Unfortunately, they're a bit pricey and also one of my favorite one actually mm-hmm. shut down for good, the Jazz Ooh. Standard. Oh. Really love that venue. You you go into a basement, mm-hmm. they've, they've got a, a barbecue joint upstairs right. and stage is lit with lights everything else is dark yeah yeah. and they have an announcement that says please no talking if you have to say something Mm. whisper it Mm. to the person next to you Mm. and then the show starts and there's a reverence for music there's a reverence for the music that's cool that it's a certain scene it feels a little draconian to me like i i I think people (laughs) school jazz sometimes want to react to things verbally you know and i I think that that there should be a space for that you know Mm -hmm. oh you can i mean you can if you love something in the music you can you can be like oh yeah yeah you you could do that for sure okay um they just don't want people carrying on and chattering. Sure, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Hey, how was your day? Well, that I that that I respect. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, that's cool. Th- well, no, I, yeah. I, you go to um, the one I've played at is the Rockwood Music Hall down mm, yeah. down in New York, yeah. and I feel that's a good medium though. Instead yeah, of yeah, Rockwood's being, a chill spot. I like that word draconian. 
you, you walk in and they got four stages. They got a big one and a couple downstairs and they got this tiny little one. And you walk in and the bartender uh, is actually the server comes out and you need to buy two beers if you're going to be here tonight. Mm. And so they get their beer, but they actually take good uh, care of the artist. Mm. They do have a green room. Yeah. They have good sound mm-hmm. and the lighting is proper. Oh, can I add something to yeah. my to my yeah. venue that I just remembered yes. from stuff I've experienced down in Austin is that like if you're in the bar purchasing stuff, there's mm-hmm. like already like a tip for the band included. Oh, yeah. Oh, a gratuity for the band. Oh. Just like a gratuity for... Yeah. That's you know, awesome. That's why I like yeah. the food service analogy. It's like a blue collar job, but it's music. Yeah, absolutely. And you that's know, fantastic. It, solves, it a, solves a lot of problems because, yeah. like, then oh my you God, know, the venue yeah. can can pay you a ba- you know a basic, but also like or a guarantee rather, but also you you get you know you're gonna see some money. You know, like right? even if it's if even if it's an extra like two bucks for when you buy a drink or a yeah. dollar, even yeah. an extra dollar when you buy a drink of a hundred people mm-hmm. buy a drink, that's an extra hundred bucks. Hell yeah. Um, it's like a tax for the Absolutely. band. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's cool. I like that idea. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yep. Um, awesome. I'm sorry. You were talking about Rockwood. No, it's just, um, it, it was a good medium. They're there they're to sell beer, but at the sure. same time, a lot of up and coming new artists come in there. Yeah. Uh, even to the point they had this, the main stage, if you've been in there, I actually haven't. No. The main stage they have a piano, like a baby grand, that they can drop hmm. from this hidden chamber <laughs> onto the stage for a piano player. Awesome. Um, and they offer for the band uh, free video and audio recording. Oh, my God. Um, what? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Jesus Christ. They do a good job. They hand you a little uh, thumb drive. I think, I actually, I can't say it's free. I think it's like 30 bucks. But fuck. Like, yeah. That is, yeah. yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, that's cool. See, now you're saying yeah. things that I'm like, oh, yeah, of course my venue would have that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, that sounds incredible. So I think the guy who owned it was a touring musician once upon a time. And sure. He was in the biz back in the day. Yeah. But um, I feel like that attitude could happen up here in Ithaca. And the yeah. one thing. We've talked a lot about Sam is that we love this town so much. I love the music culture here and the originality of the music is that we can have an original music venue system mm-hmm. yeah. that can be just as awesome. Well, who knows yeah. that because TJ just uh, purchased the dock is what I've heard. And TJ Shaper? Yeah. So they might no be. No crap. And I forget his, who he went on, in that on is it smart. with. But maybe the dock ends up becoming one of those. Just a music One club. of those spots. Maybe. I mean, that would be great. I'd love to believe that the dock can do that. It's I a think, little far out from it's town. A, it's a terrible location. It's yeah. a hard. We'll see. It's a, sorry, it, TJ. But, but it depends but, on the experience, though. If yeah. they create. It is pretty there. That experience where like people sure, just mm-hmm. love being in that venue. Yeah. No yeah. matter what band is playing, then that's mm-hmm. what you want. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. No, listen, I would love it to work out that way. So we have Let's a question con- for you. Hit oh, me. yeah. What's your question? What is Slender Man? Slender Man is a, a meme. I know that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's. A, I actually I don't to ask know what you. it is. Yeah, no, it's a. I think it was a creepy pasta. <laughs> yeah, that those uh, creepy Facebook yeah. videos. That, yeah. Well, it was a Reddit. It's a Reddit forum where people are encouraged to write short horror fiction. And okay. so there was one written about a faceless man in a suit with incredibly long arms. It's kind of terrifying. Who would stalk children and Whoa. Then consume them, mm-hmm. take them. He hides behind things. He Slender hides behind man. things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he, uh, I, I got, I went down a rabbit hole when I was writing my album. Um, this isn't the album you're looking for, uh, because there was a, a independent another YouTube. Star Wars. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was an independent YouTube channel that was essentially a series. A, it was like a okay. found footage series about the Slender Man. They okay. called him the, oh shit, it's been a while. Was it the Machinist? Mm. Something like that. But it's okay. essentially the same thing, okay. right? Um, 
And so I was watching that show and uh, I wrote a song about it. That's awesome. Well, we're going to listen to that song. Let's go. Okay, hit play. Bandcamp, Bandcamp, mm-hmm. right? And any streaming services. That's right. Any streaming service. Please spend money. Harry, you've got a real nice Guster vibe going on this song. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, I noticed right away. I'm like, yeah, this is it. Yeah. So I think I found that accidentally. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I've never actually listened to all that much Guster, but that whole album, you definitely th- tapped into it. I've, it's the same like genre of, you know, yeah, it's okay. all they're all related. Well, this is the segment of the show called New Vine Reacts. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Okay, let's go. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'll try. We've got some... It, you want to read it? You want, you want me to read it? I think your voice is nice. Oh, I'm ready. Okay, right. okay. Let's go. All right. Harry, get ready. Hit me. In 2013, roughly around this time, Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke started a 13-week run at number one on the U.S. singles chart. Featuring American rapper T.I. and American singer and producer Pharrell Williams. The video was made in two versions. The first video features models Emily Ratajkowski, Jesse Mbenge, and L. Evans being topless. Oh my God. The second (gasps) features them covered. Two versions. The topless version of the video was removed from YouTube for violating the site's terms of service regarding nudity. Sure. Mm. Although... It was later restored, but flagged as inappropriate. Of course. Blurred lines peaked at number one in 14 countries. Wow. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. So how are we reacting to this? We're reacting to it. Harry, what you got? Oh, my God. Uh, I, my reaction is that the song <laughs> was removed um, because it contained breastuses mm-hmm. uh, and not for the <laughs> overt... <laughs> Yeah, uh, sex and I, toxic I actually, the, sexism. But it was the feet that the it feet was sucking that's right, part that's that right. he was singing into the model's foot. 
That, Harry, that's a great point. And right. it had nothing to do with the fact that they were mistreating women at all. Right. No, yeah. it was just like yeah. because we can't have a boob. We can't, here in America, we can't have a boob. Can't have boobs. We can't have boobs. Only on HBO no. or like those things, but not on. You mm. can shoot and you, know, you can <laughs> rape and kill, but you, yeah. you cannot. You cannot. So, so the line that sent it over the edge was the blurred line. You know you want it. Oh yeah, see that's what Harry was talking about. Mm-hmm. How it's just like that's where it like, went. That's a that like especially today. Like looking right. back, even back then too, it was twenty twenty thirteen, which was how many years ago? It like, was a bit ago, like nine years Some ago. Time, yeah, it was a while. Mm-hmm. So yeah, My, so have you seen the video though? I have did. I watched it after yeah, we. Uh, so for me, seen, what's yeah. what's even create like yes, the lyrics are offensive to that song. Yeah, but for me, what's even more offensive is the like just the like. So that song features Robin Thicke and Pharrell Williams, like, mm-hmm. s- like singing into these girls' ears while they're just like completely, mm-hmm. like expressionless. Oh yeah, naked, yeah. staring at a camera. They were like, objects. just like objects yeah, in yeah, the yeah. most obvious, like transparent sense. Oh, you know it's totally I mean? that way. Um, and yeah. it peaked at number one in it, fourteen. It sure countries. did. It sure but did. it destroyed his career. It, it, it. He went on a downward spiral after this happened, and prior to that, it was an interesting little history of him he was a songwriter mm-hmm. um that did a bunch of like 90s like kind of like he looked like a dirty college kid <laughs> did you did you see what <laughs> he looked like before yeah stuff. he he was dressed up like a dirty 90s college kid yeah. he did some like mm. kind of like grunge mm. ended up doing that didn't work out and then he moved into this thing and it was supposed to launch his career yeah and he was like the jt thing right yeah sure and, um, and you know, he was a, actually a very successful songwriter up to that point, mm-hmm. kind of a golden hair child syndrome thing in the industry. Right. And he did this song and it tanked him. Well, I mean, it, 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 it soared well, him first it and soared. then it did. Well, yeah. Right. I mean, people <laughs> yeah. started catching on. Right. Oh my God, this right. is fucking bad. You right. know, and it destroyed him. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, it, it also kind of a little bit depends on where you are in the country, how people mm-hmm. regard that song. I think mm-hmm. it kind of yeah. changes regionally. That's right. Um, and I think another thing that destroyed him was his album after that. Have you heard about this? <laughs> no. I did oh, not know about this. Dear. Please, please. Oh, dear. He he uh, broke up with his wife. and then Because of this. I don't know what the deal was, but mm-hmm. they, they broke up and he decided that it was a mistake. And so he recorded an entire album, which was his follow-up album to this. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was titled after her name, which for some reason my brain is telling me is also Robin. Is it also called Robin? Uh, you're, wait, wait, you're, yeah, you're nodding. Dave, it, Dave in <laughs> engineering. But like, it is so just bad. It's, it's still just bad. bad. He didn't music. learn. Just bad. Oh, God. yeah. Mm. Well, you know what? He's now and, a judge in one together, of these so voice uh, shows. What? Yes, that's what he's doing now. What? What? What show? Uh, I forgot the name. It's one that's not known very well, mm. uh, or it was one that didn't make it very well. You're but Googling the poor guy, he did, they gave him, they threw him a bone. They threw him a bone. Oh, jeez, right. he's well, a child of the industry. He is. Thanks for reacting to that. That was actually and a that really was, good. Re- that was a good reaction. My, hat, my, react. my pleasure <laughs> to, to react to that. Um, <laughs> so moving. So moving on here. Uh, let's jump back into Ithaca music stuff. Mm-hmm. Something that we've been posing to artists is convince us to see your live show oh man please what are you doing at your live show like make me want to go see it that so that's a that's that's a sticky one for me because uh my live show is very much in flux right now Mm -hmm. um and so you know where i'm going with it i think is going to be come see my live show because i'm going to um 
you know, so I'm going to uh, perform songs in a way that is super atraditional, right? Okay. I'm, I'm kind of leaning into uh, sort of a new project for myself a little bit at this very moment. Nice. That is, um, it's sort of like about live looping and some other sort of like trickery oh, fun. and sort of fun things fun, like that, yeah. you know? Um, and so, you know, you're going to hear a much bigger sound than you're used to hearing from just one human being up there. Mm-hmm. Um and it, it's got it all. It's got, you know, like I'm doing, I'm pulling out all my, all my stupid tricks, right? I'm beatboxing. I'm, yeah. I've got like pedal boards with effects and shit. Fun. And we're going to, we're going to have a good time, right? I'm going to play songs that you, that maybe you haven't heard, but that are super easy to get down with. And I'm also going to play some of your favorite fucking songs in ways that you haven't awesome. heard before, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So that's what I would say. <laughs> well, I'm a super fan and I cannot wait. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. My I, kids, we listen to your stuff, man. Ah, geez. Clear, clearly talented. Mm-hmm. I mean, that album, These Is Not the Album You're Looking For, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed listening we to We want them. you all to listen to Harry's stuff. Oh, thank you. We anti- anticipate this next one. It's going to be good. Mm. What keeps you productive? What? I, I mean, you're so productive. Yeah. Your band camp is full of shit. It's all over there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what keeps me productive is just the, I love the, um, I love the uncarved block. I love the feeling of potential. Um, wow. I like taking, uh, saying uh, I'm going to write an album okay. you know, and I don't know what it's about yet, but uh, you know, I'm well, you, you haven't it. allowed uh, the pressure of opinion to mm. stop that. I, I think that happens with a lot of people. We've talked about it on the show a lot. Mm. Uh, what are people going to think of this? Any of that stuff that doesn't ever come into your mind. Mm. Oh, it certainly does. Oh, it, does. it absolutely does. Yeah. Really? And part of the reason why my discography is so varied and all over the place. I've got okay. songs that I've got like punk pop well, records. You release that. a single, then you release like four or five songs. Soul, yeah, stuff. You're a little bit like Anthony Cannon that way. A his, little bit, yeah. His band camp is very similar. He's, well, he's just like, I don't know how that dude is putting out as much material. He's, as he, he's very he's prolific. Yeah. <laughs> like, I yeah. can't do that. Jesus Christ. He's put out like how many fucking albums? Uh, is well, yeah. to be honest with you, he has a producer putting all those tracks together. You're doing your own oh, okay. music. But still, yeah, uh, but it's very still, similar uh, pattern yeah, that I see in his creativity. A ton of writing. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, one actually just on the Anthony Cannon thing. What's mm-hmm. what's interesting is like, and we talked about hip hop last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and hip hop is there's so many words in a song, <laughs> yeah, like way sure. more, way more than the sure. traditional pop tune. So yeah, I right. just to you know give him. You know, I, I don't want to take away from that the fact that he's got to write a shit ton of lyrics oh, totally. for all those beats, you know? Yeah, I mean, he's incredibly prolific in his yeah. ability yeah. to shit stuff out. So Yeah. You, oh, and I, anyway, I, you are I, the same way in it. And well, I, thank I, you. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think that it's just it's just fun for me. It's the most fun that I, that I have mm. almost as a human being, you know, yeah. ri- only rivaled by a few other experiences out there. Um, cool. And uh, yeah, like I said, it's just like how I... It's a little bit on a deeper level how I process the world around me and how I express myself on, mm-hmm. you know, a level so deep that I often have a hard time articulating it just in plain language. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, I often write a song and then realize only a little bit later on what it's actually about. Like I was writing and I thought it was about this thing, but later on I sort of look wow. at the context of what my life was at the time I wrote so it. So you I'm learn like, oh, from shit. your own song. I, yeah, I learn about myself That's from dope. my music all the time. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Absolutely. It's a great yeah. reason to keep doing it. Timothy yeah. mentioned a similar thing. Yeah, yeah. That's that right. he didn't know what he was writing about until he heard it later. That's cool. That's yeah. that's such a... It's like, yeah. I, I would imagine it's therapeutic Definitely, as well. Definitely, yeah, yeah, highly therapeutic. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there are times when like... Um, 
Yeah, well, almost like in the case with Dear George, where like, mm-hmm. um, you know, the writing of the song was was a necessary step in a healing process that needed to happen. You right. know, um, so so yeah, I mean, all that it's therapy. Yeah, all that is why I do it mm-hmm. so frequently. Yeah. And I mention a lot of times that I think uh, songwriters are very uh, mystical. Hmm. Is like a mystic quality about that. Yeah, I, I'm not a songwriter. I'm a producer that works with songwriters. Um, yeah. And I honestly can't do anything without them. So yeah. it's kind of cool. I well, a little I, jealous. No, no worries, man. I, yeah. I, I a little bit. Maybe there is a mysticism to it in the sense that um, there's like subconscious elements of myself expressing mm-hmm. themselves sometimes when I don't Tapping realize into it. You something. know, yeah. um, there's also like a whole side of things though that I kind of don't really. There's like this mysticism about songwriters. It's like, mm-hmm. like it's like when I write a song, it, it's not until the muse has spoken to me. <laughs> like you know, someone has reached down from like the the yeah. art, right. the art. A third eye pops has, out from yeah. my trucker And hat. like some people <laughs> truly, but some people, no, for real though. I've, and I've yeah. met s- several very talented artists who think that they are spoken to by something, something. when they write a song. Mm. And I like, kind of get I, that way. <laughs> do you really? <laughs> like not spoken oh to. God, well, I want to see this happen. I, when I, so I, I mm. did this thing. Um, I did this thing called Cicada Madness. Okay. And it kind of, I felt like. I picked this idea out of the ether. Mm. Not, Mm. not that like someone told it to me, but like it was sort of like, this is here for you. Mm. You can take it if you want. Right. And because Mm. I had a traumatic experience with cicadas when I was younger, Mm. I, I felt like it was for me. Sure. So Hmm. I just said, I'm going to do it. It was like a, yeah. Just like I snapped my fingers and I was like, I'm going to do this cicada madness rock opera. And yeah. so. <laughs> oh, cool, man. That's really that cool. Was the, uh, that was the experience. Mm, yeah, it was. Right on. Unfortunately, um, I don't write as much because it's uh, it's more of the like, I have to have that mm-hmm. feeling. But right. you feel that there was like an external force. Yeah. Getting like it, you to mm, write this music. It was it was like it was sort of like my destiny like mm. i had to do this. i think Damn. that's amazing yeah i had to do it like i had Jeez, no option the, the option to not do it felt terrible yeah i had to do it yeah wow. yeah yeah wow were you smoking pot at the time no not at the time actually <laughs> which is surprising but but wow. this was a totally clear-headed yeah just like no, and look, i have I, to do this i i respect your your views and, yeah. and obviously you're the only you and it's so a different you're the only one who can interpret the things that happen to yeah. you but um yeah, I guess from my perspective, I would see that more as an exercise. Because I've, I've, I'm not sure I've had an experience on the level of urgency that you've had. Mm, but okay. I would, I would interpret an experience like that. Several of which I've had as there being sort of like an un, like underlying emotions that I'm not ready to really necessarily process entirely through language. Oh, wow, that are pushing through, right? So you're uh, writing it. It, it could your that could actually kind I mean, of resonates you know, with me a bit. Yeah, it sounds very literary to me. Yeah, well, I'm an English major, and, yeah. and a lot it, of my music is it, it sounds like book writing, the way you do this. Sure. In a sense. I think it's how all art is made, man. Yeah. Like, I think, yeah, mm-hmm. I think things happen mm-hmm. to us. They, you know, make us complicated, and we we desire to relay that to That's people. That's awesome. You know? So, you're busy. Um, yes. <laughs> you have a family. I do. And you seem like you're a good dad. Oh, Wow. I try. Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone really uh, feel like a good there's been, no, <laughs> there's been no revolution in the household, so I, right. I would yeah. assume well, that they five, like you. So. Um, <laughs> how, how, do, how do you balance that? How do you balance that? You asked me the same question. I don't know. On man. your podcast. I, I, don't, I feel like I'm not balancing it right now. Do they now, like man. you? 
Do they? Are my they kids? Good? Yeah, everybody. Are they happy with uh, yeah, Harry? You know, I think my kids love me. I think my wife is happy. Um, sometimes, uh, especially the summer, man, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm taking a lot. You know, mm-hmm. so I guess maybe that's how I balance it. I, I really try to be cognizant of how much I'm taking. I, I think see. when you when you're not cognizant of that, that's when you run into problems with your relationships. You yeah. know. Um, but is yeah, it, is it okay to get that deep? Can I ask? Like, totally. Are yeah. there a lot of conversations about this at? You know, um, no, as not, you're brushing your teeth before you hit in the sack. Or, you know, they're all they're all started by me. They're yeah. all I'm always like, mm-hmm. you know, am I is this is it? I, it's a can I is it cool if I do this thing that someone's mm-hmm. asking me to do? Like, yeah. And then B, you know, I'm not it's it's not too much. Right. I don't want to be putting too much on you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, my wife is incredibly patient and supportive. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she loves she loves being a mom. Um, and I love being a dad um but she's she loves being a mom to the point where you know it 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 seems like it's cool to that she that she can put the kids to bed you know a a certain number of nights um and uh you know i I, i'm trying not to put too much pressure on her about that um and i'm certainly definitely encouraging her also to spend Mm -hmm. some time on herself and her self-care and go out and i'll put the kids to bed this time you know uh but it's um yeah, so because so, you know what it's like, you're locking yourself right. in a hard. room. It's hard. As you're shit, working dude. with people. It's a lot to put an album together, man. Yeah, I, it is. It's um, taxing. It's so taxing. yeah, so the conversations have happened over time. You know, mm-hmm. we've been married for uh, eight years this year, yeah. and uh, so the, yeah, the, at times there have been there's been tense uh, over that, sure. but um, I think we've ironed it out. Is she bit. a fan of your music? Yes, she is. Well, that's uh, cool. Yeah, nice. that helps a little bit. Yes, so she likes what I'm doing. <laughs> I, yeah. I would say, cool. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot in there. It's like I I know for me like the thought of having to do music the way that I want to and like having a family as well mm-hmm. would be difficult for me. Sure. So kudos to you uh and you as well for like yeah. making that happen. It, well, it's dude, so it's crazy a challenge. to me. It it's is. like Well, I, but for yeah. me, I I think having a family is like one of the most motivating things keeping me making music at this uh, point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I um, passing my music down to my kids yeah. when I'm gone is like a massive motivating thing. That's good. Me, you know? Yeah. It's, it's part of culture, right? It's, yeah, it's passing absolutely. on something rich to your kids. It's like you have money to pass on to them. Mm-hmm. You have, uh, stories to pass on to them and then right. you have art right. to pass on to right. them. And that's something that I've really enjoyed passing on to my kids. It's yeah. something, uh, in the art yeah. world um well, and just that, oh, yeah no you go ahead it's something that our parents yeah. have uh that are that the older generation has never been able to pass on mm-hmm. it to quite this extent before right like yeah. think about how well documented our lives out are now in mm-hmm. every single oh way. my god yeah. um mm-hmm. and it, that includes the music that we make right handing right. that down is like our kids are going to know us as human beings more completely than any generation has ever i think albums are kind of like snapshots yeah of our lives yeah they're like pictures mm-hmm. you know for our kids and for people that sure. follow. So one one last question. Can I throw another one yeah, out there? Yeah, all right. by all means. Politics and oh, music. Really? Oh, oh, interesting. I did not right. think you were going to go there. I know right. Harry a little bit. Um, <laughs> and um, I, it's a volatile time. <laughs> it, oh, my. Yes. And you are responsible in front of a bunch of younglings. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know? Uh-huh. Um, how, how do you equate the value of politics in your music? Um that are you apolitical? Are you political? Mm-hmm. Um, some people don't like to blend the two. Mm-hmm. Tell me about it. My politics 
have only, I, I think that I've only started making increasingly political music recently, uh, recently okay. you know? So when Trump was elected, I put out a pretty explicitly. Political well, why wouldn't album. you? Right. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and since then it's, it's factored into my music okay. a, a little bit more. I still, I still define my music as like largely romantic though, and mm. not necessarily like nostalgia romance. It's not really like protest songs. You sure. know what I mean? It's not like explicitly political music. It's politics affects it, but not in, in a, totally explicit way you think music is a great way to express political sentiment absolutely oh my god mm. yeah i mean rage sure. against the machine yeah rage against the machine mm. uh you know you think back to like all the music that was made you know protest songs in like oh, the buffalo 60s. buffalo springfield mm. right right uh, going back a bit right yeah. right um and Kid, then you think about like, hip-hop man <laughs> hip-hop is a music that was made out of protest Correct. right people yeah. were literally taking yeah, people didn't have instruments and so mm. they were taking the things that they did have which was access to turntables in the bronx because they were working in turntable repairs yeah. Wow, and really? they were like wow. and then they turned that into music they, they crafted the art of djing so hip-hop is literally a music that was like made out of being broke <laughs> you know yeah. i love that yeah um so we're gonna listen to oh wait uh, before before we oh you got well, you got something else well mm, before right. we listen to this last song we okay. we gotta try out the new segment called oh. strange candy we have strange mm. candy strange candy. <laughs> so welcome everybody this is our new segment um we'll we see did, how long it lasts we did candy <laughs> asmr yeah uh, a little bit ago um but are. we we just found These that things. there's a lot of crazy fucking candy out oh, there. oh my god yeah sour bursting crawlers they burst yeah. Apparently. So just so y'all know, when you go when you visit any store, there's a candy section. You and, don't have to eat. You know, it's like the beer cave, except it's candy. You might those. know this from having been in a fucking store. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, many of us have been there, uh, especially at I don't know about this in Walmart in, <laughs> in the middle of the night. And uh, there's definitely the lower class candy section, and then there's the upper class candy section, <laughs> and we find strange candies. In the lower class candy section. Sure. How this strange not, are these on a scale of one to ten? I mean, it doesn't look all that strange. Um, you know, yeah, sour so. bursting crawlers. It looks like it could contain something that would give you cancer. <laughs> it definitely probably does. <laughs> I, I, let's give it a shot. Right, here oh we go. no! This is and here we go. We're gonna right? do the candy ASMR if you want. We can whatever you want. Yeah, sure. Oh, they do burst. I'm gonna pop it in. It's I'm gonna bursting. pop it all the way in. Pop it in. Oh my god! This is bursting. Oh, it did burst. Yeah. I bet they all taste the exact same, even yeah, though they're different sure. colors. Oh, oh, oh my gosh! That is, that wow. is, um, That's definitely cheap tasting. Yeah. Now here's the <laughs> taste blue. Here's the scary part. Tastes blue. Here's the mm -hmm. scary part, guys. Okay. Is there? Are I you don't gonna, know. You gonna <laughs> this, read the chemical? Uh, this from the vine <laughs> is definitely like super crazy. Like we're <laughs> we're just we're just all over the joint and yeah. having a blast. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> oh God! <laughs> read the four pieces. Um, oh, what does it you give about you? to tell me how many fucking calories in this? Yeah, no, I think no, so. I'm going to tell you how many sugars are in this. Oh, okay. mm. We only had one piece, which is all I'm going to be having. Probably. Mm -hmm. Four pieces is 36% of your daily sugar intake. <laughs> if oh you God. eat this entire bag, you in will one, fucking die. It's 90, 96%. <laughs> 96% of your sugar they intake. Actually, they, they have medical advice in the back of the bag. No, um, they don't. Really? No, Stop. I'm, I'm just. Oh, I don't think okay. they, <laughs> this anyway. one comes with a Surgeon General's warning. Right, yeah, it's like cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so that was strange candy. Um, strange indeed. But, but I also we're going to introduce a strange candy for the next four episodes because we uh, should try it. But, but I, we we bought them. 
and I'm going to put them on a shelf. They probably last through yeah. the next nuclear war. Definitely. Probably. So definitely. Yeah. Before we before we listen to this last song, I, I do want to tie it back to the Ithaca okay. music scene and the artists here. Mm-hmm. Um, what message would you give to young artists who want to do something in the music scene here in Ithaca? Mm. I would say. To not, you know, I think I'm going to take it back to this idea of venues that we've been talking about. And I think that I would say, um, make your own venues, um, I like you that. know, and, mm-hmm. um, mm. perform however you can and just try to make human connections with people. Because I, I truly believe that that is really the only way to grow yourself as mm-hmm. an artist is to play and talk to people after your set and during your set and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think that that's it. So so if so if there's not going to be a place in Ithaca to do that, you have to make it. That's your only option, mm-hmm. really. Yeah, it's funny. Um, Newvine's looking to do something like that someday. To uh, just Han- like Hannah, start a. We've talked about it, um, and then I heard about TJ doing it. But uh, start a venue, you mean? Start or? a venue. Oh wow, yeah. cool man. Yeah, we well, thought you kind about of already had. Yeah. You know, you have the live from the vine stuff. Well, we and- love it here, but something closer in the middle of town. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's a dream. At yeah, this point, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, Making a cool. music club kind of a thing, but no, nah, man, I I think that would be great. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and the other thing is, you know, just to get hooked up with people like Newvine because, mm-hmm. like, it's yeah, artist development, and you're absolutely right, artist development yeah, is, is completely essential, yeah, right. And um, and you you need to, as a local indie artist, you need to rely on um, the people that are that are extending a hand to help out. You know, it's right. it's really important. You 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 nailed it on the head there with that message and. Um, to follow up artist development Mm -hmm. really is like, it's so lost. I feel these days, like it's, um, and new vine, you know, providing that Mm. and providing that artist development, you can do your own development of course. And like you keep writing and working on yourself, but to have a community Mm -hmm. where like resources supporting you, providing that. Yeah. That's super important. Just, just a little something to get that process going mm-hmm. that journey going definitely yeah yeah, yeah. Amen. that's awesome Amen. wow this has been fun is that is that is that yeah. it are we it was, were those edibles song? in disguise <laughs> no. I'm, I'm, I'm just feeling a little warm down in the belly i feel like we we could keep talking but yeah. I, I also feel like we've covered we've actually covered a lot of ground yeah we have. i feel yeah. it's um, been good i'm good with it so we have uh molly the conqueror of hearts yes indeed oh. and we're gonna hit the play button ready Cause here comes Molly, the conqueror of hearts And they all shut up, cause they've been waiting And she's about to start And I know they're all in love with her 
dude, it's bringing me back, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, this is why I picked this one. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's legit. This is off his latest release. Yeah. Harry, thanks for being here, man. This like, is my pleasure. There's, there's a whole lot of layers to you. We learned a lot about you today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. And uh, give us give us a last plug for yourself and, mm-hmm. and any last words. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, I'm Harry Nichols, and I am on all the streaming services. If you just search Harry Nichols, you can find me on all the social at Harry Nichols Music. Um, and uh, I'm putting out an album. I'm putting out a full length in yes. October. So if you want to get on board with that, I'm going to start telling that story pretty soon. And awesome. um, yeah, just give me a quick follow. All right, this is New Vine, and we are off the vine. No, actually, from the from vine. From the vine. Actually, I have to mention that. Yeah. Off the vine is coming up in September, September 17th. If you yeah. guys haven't checked it out, please buy tickets. There's still early bird, 20 bucks. Yeah. And it's going to be a deal. We have several vendors. We have South Hill Cider, mm-hmm. uh, and we have Lucky Hair yeah. Brewing coming out. Hell and yeah. uh, we have Sound on Sound doing sound, so Beautiful. we got a cool stage oh, coming out. Top, it's going to be sounding top great. Of the line. Lights are going to be awesome. I'll and it's there. at Tremont State Park. Thank you for yeah, coming. We we uh we got a cabin. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> All right. right. It's gonna be fun. No, nice. it's gonna be posh, man, and it's gonna be great. And you guys can stay overnight if you want to. Uh, we're gonna have security. It's gonna be family friendly. So please come on out. Um, and also subscribe to this podcast on Apple and also on Spotify. And as well on YouTube, if you watch it there, because I think a lot of people tend to watch it. Yeah, we've we've had a, quite a few listen. viewers on YouTube. Yeah. Yep. I'm old school podcast, but if you guys want to watch it, check it out on YouTube. Thanks for watching.